can I please do the intro? This, you can do whatever you want. Do because, whatever you want. No, 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 no. I mean, like, so say, you don't have anything prepared. Is say, what you're no, no, no. What I'm saying is, can I do the? Hey, welcome back, everybody. Of course, of because course last you can. week you it just felt wrong. Flip. You lost. I know. Coin I'm flip, still not happy. Why? About it. I'm that's not over. Literally, it. the only reason why I'm not over it. Should up not having a good time. Just because you just, just because you can't jump that high. I can't jump that high. I can jump pretty high. How high can you jump, Matt? What's your vertical leap? Bro, probably like... Is it higher than Michael Scott? Oh, absolutely not. Because you got that wallpaper of him against Michael Jordan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a pretty good matchup. Yes. It's just two of the goats. One of the best paper salesmen ever to do it. Ever to play the game. And arguably the best basketball player of all time. So I had a screensaver. Dalton and I had the same screensaver for a long time, and that was DeForest Buckner, who was a it was a good screensaver MVP defensive lineman. It was a really really cool like photo. One of my favorite. And he got traded. Yeah. So Dalton and I decided to. It was time to put that that time of our lives behind forward. us. Time to move forward. Time to move forward. So I was like, I'm not going to do it unless I find a screensaver worthy enough to replace DeForest Buckner, and yeah. I hadn't found anything for a long time. And then one drunken night, I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I just see this tweet, and it says, two goats just going at it. <laughs> and then I open it, and it's a picture of Michael Jordan being guarded by Michael Scott <laughs> in a basketball game. So I thought, you know what? This is worthy. And so that is now it my is new wallpaper. Funny. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, dude. It's great. I love it. What's um, yours, Dalton? Mine is the 49ers. Basically, all like the main players on our team, like Warner, Bosa, uh, Kittle, Garoppolo, uh, Williams, which is our new O lineman. Samuel. What's the concept? What's the concept? Uh, Mostert. It, oh, they're basically it's like a Star Wars poster. <laughs> so it's the Forty Niners, the Empire Strikes Back, because Forty Niners is the Empire. So play me like that one, one more time, fool. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I keep taking screenshots on my phone, bro. I have so so I I'm running <laughs> so out many of storage on my phone, right? I'm running out of storage, and I'm ninety percent sure it's because I accidentally have like a thousand screenshots, or like I'll screenshot something to send to somebody, but then I'll forget to to send it to it's them. It's so inconvenient that they have the lock and the on the thing right here, the volume. If you click them both, it screenshots your phone. You guys didn't know that. So when I go to lock my phone, I screenshot it every time I lock it. There's like 30 screenshots a day, and I have to go through and delete it all. Or I just let it go, and I let Jessica delete it all because she'll get pissed about it. And she'll do it Really? because I'm just too lazy to Are go Are you somebody it. that – actually, this is a question for you too, David. Do yeah. you – if you open up your phone right now and you go to your inbox, how many unread emails do you have? I have 6,027. Are you serious? Yeah. I have 15. But how a lot many? of them – 15. But I, um, I feel – comfortable Why? it's like comforting to see that number and it, it, it's, wanted? it stays at 6027 so like i check it daily and i'll delete the ones that i don't need but you need 6027 emails to be that sorry, sorry my base number is 6026 because that's my aol which is like i made when i was 10 okay so i just have a doubt like a bunch of spam and then if i get more emails in that one or yahoo or my gmail or whatever i delete all the new ones so it always sits at 6,026. I don't understand. Does it bother you that me, me and David both have old fucking emails? Uh, yes. Just because... I mean, like, I have a bunch of different ones. It pissed you off only Jessica have the only she, one? when she saw your email, the AOL? Yeah. She's like, why do you guys have such fucking old emails? Okay, no, no, no. Like, they, like AOL? AOL doesn't bother me. However, fucking Rocket Mail. Uh-huh, Annalise. <laughs> yeah, Annalise and Dalton. Annalise has one too? Yes, you guys can oh go. Oh my God. No, Annalise has Hotmail. Okay. God damn it, Annalise. No. Yeah, no, Dalton has Rocket Mail. And I'm like, dude, just get like a Gmail account. 
I do. Then why don't you use that? Because for Rocket Mail, I'm gonna stand out. When I'm getting art jobs, Matt, and they're looking for somebody, like, oh, this guy's interesting. He's a character. No, what a- is it? What's it's Drum D at Rocket, at Rocket Mail. Mail? Okay, that's not too bad. It's but like, bad. you do need a proper one that says like Dalton M Drum. Maybe. Oh, you know, because, okay. 11 or whatever. So here's the thing, Maybe. right? So that people can find you very easily on the. <sighs> but the thing is, is that like, it just, it, it just, it says and this act, like now that I'm about to say it out loud, it doesn't actually make sense. But like, this is what people think. Like if I see somebody that has a rocket mail account, all I think is that they don't know how to use technology. Because like who usually who has an AOL account? It's like judging someone on their appearance. No, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that like it's usually like an older demographic that has those types of accounts. You know, like my grandpa still has like an AOL. So it's like there's a perception that comes along with that that this individual, especially if he's applying for a job, you know, obviously the age will be on there and it's easily fixable. But just like off initial first reaction, you're gonna be like, oh, this person's old or lazy. It just, it yes. Because I would I would go, why is it still AOL? Why haven't you gotten a new one yet? I just, I just, I just think Gmail is the greatest thing, and I don't know why anybody would use any other email server. It really blows my mind. I don't know. Yahoo's got all those games. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not going to an email subscriber. But um, enough about emails. As fun as that topic is, uh, everybody, go to your phone right now and let us know how many emails you have that are unread. Piss me off, <laughs> David. Roll the intro. I'm drum. I'm drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week number 26. 26, guys. 2 plus 6 equals 26. That's right. Good job on the guessing. I'm glad everyone participated in that math question. (laughs) And Um, as always, we are your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And we're coming to you live from quarantine lockdown Quarantine day fucking who knows. It's week who knows. We're out here. We're trying to survive off this uh, suburb quarantine. It's rough, man. It's a rough day. You know, I was thinking the other day, maybe it was today. Honestly, I don't know what day it is, but I was thinking <laughs> and it got me into more thinking and I realized I was nowhere in my thinking. That's where I'm at. All right. Well, that's that's Dalton's Corona ketchup. I'm feeling good, man. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, my quarantine ketchup. Pretty much the same as <laughs> in the last four <laughs> weeks. Um, I've been running a lot more. I started a running club. He did. He did Dalton, well, No, club. actually, hold on. Shadi Tauti needs to go here shouty touty to mitchell because he showed me this app called uh strava and um it's basically like a gps app and it tracks you while you run or bike ride or hike or whatever and so i downloaded it and was immediately like oh this is pretty cool i'll do a little bit of running and then all of a sudden they're like challenges coming up for may 5k 10k 200 kilometers in the month of may and i was like yep we're doing all of them so i signed up for all of them the 200 kilometers we'll we'll see but i've done the 5k already and i'll probably do the 10k probably next week yeah but then mitch was like dude we should get some people on here so i invited a lot of people and i did actually invite dalton but dalton did not want to join my club nah man i'm more i'm on a spiritual journey right now so i'm not really i'm spiritually running but i'm not running physically Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I see. It's more of a workout, honestly. So yeah, his exact words were, "I'll support you, but I don't want to run." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I was. That's I told why him, you're the mascot. Yeah, of it? I told him I'll suffer the day I had to go back to CrossFit. I'm like, I'm just doing lifting now, and I'm happy with just my lifting. Got back into bodybuilding, enjoying myself, not making any gains, but enjoying the process. And when it go back to CrossFit, then I'll die and suffer, and I'll get back in shape in a month or two or three. Just remember from the wise words of our father: "Life is a journey." Not a destination. 
Life my, my, my dad doesn't know what to say in a pinch. He says that. Has the prophecy foretold? Has the prophecy. You know, there's like a whole list where I was like, have you seen that? A whole list of things you can say if you don't know what to say. No. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> we could use all those. I wonder how often we've act. Actually, Dalton, random question. Were you ever in any like, like you and your buddies like made a club in like elementary school? Not that I can't remember. Yeah, me either. No. Why? And, and what's, what's this from? You remember when it was cool to like, oh yeah, I'm in this club and me and it was like you and your two friends decided to, we go to our clubhouse and it's like, you know, I remember we would, rooms. this one kid knew how to make like a gun to shoot lead at people oh. from his, from his, uh, his pencil. Yeah. You could like two mechanical pencils do this weird thing and it would shoot lead at people and it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and so in class or like third grade, he taught me how to do it. And so me taught me how to do it. And then I taught another kid how to do it. And we were shooting kids in class in third grade. I only lasted a week because we got in trouble, but yeah, I imagine. It, was, yeah. it was pretty cool. I don't even know how to do it now. Did uh, <laughs> you forgot? <laughs> Did you ever like chew on the back of pens? I feel like David no. was a, a David a was definitely chewer. a chewer. I have a big oral fixation, so yes, I chewed on the pen. Weirdest <laughs> <I chewed> on... <laughs> way, just say like, yeah, I chewed on pens. Why did he go? I had a big oral fixation because I, I chewed younger. on pens. I chewed on pencils. I chewed on. Okay, you know the mechanical pencils. You know how yeah, they yeah. have the rubber grips. Do you chew on? Oh, just actually, pop, just yeah. pop those yeah. off. Chew them like gum. But that's so gross. I have to take out the shit from my from my sweaters, like the tighteners. Why do you chew ho- on everything? From my hoodies. I'm too smart. I gotta have. I have to be doing two things at once. So I'm learning, and then you know. Do you do chewing. anything like that? Like no. as like a. Uh, like a I pull my hair a lot. No, I, I, I don't know why I do it. No, no, we're, you said you're too smart. That's what we're. That's why you, you're too smart. <laughs> no, and you we pull both your agree hair with that out a lot. Yeah, like I, I do this a dealing lot. with Dalton. Dalton uh, makes yeah, you pull your hair out. Just me I, talking I, I, like, all the time. Run my hand through my hair a lot, and then with my like now that I have a beard, I obviously didn't. I haven't always had somewhat of a beard. I like pull right here, which is why, like, no, no, I'm telling you, I pull like I. Pull my hair. I know you pull your hair, Matt, but it's not the reason why your hair goes that yes, way. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Your hair naturally grows the way it wants to Either grow. That or, you know why? Probably because in a past life, I was a Viking and I died on a ship and the wind was blowing my beard that way. And then now, that's the only part of me that remembers wow. that. That's a thought to have. Everything to jump off of that, but here's the list. All right, let's go. Let's hear it. So things you can say in response to literally anything. Okay, you have Paul, nothing else to say. We just pick one and Dalton, just give him something to say it to you. Okay. Pineapples aren't a fruit. Just like in my dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Give, give me one. Um, my nipples look like milk duds. But at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. As the prophecy foretold, so it has come to this. Uh, is this why fate brought us together? That's a good one. There is no escape from destiny. That would have been a good one for your nipples. Yep. In this economy... <laughs> that that is very fitting. Right really? <laughs> and then and then the wolves came. And then the wolves came to get your milk the nipples. Dalton, what what made you happier to learn that last week? The fact that UFO videos were released by the government or that the next Assassin's Creed game is based in Norse mythology? Oh my god. It was Dude, based on the Vikings. It was a really big. It was like <laughs> it was so exciting cuz there's, I, th- I think there's a big Viking kick going on in, in the world right now where there's like, you know, all these Viking TV shows, Viking season, that like that whole season or series is ending, but they're having a new series put on Netflix called Vikings Valhalla, I believe you said. That's a whole new series going on Netflix. They released another season of The Last Kingdom, which is about Vikings. 
and now there's a game about Vikings, and I just can't get enough of it. I fucking love it. I'm so <laughs> into medieval fantasy and medieval shit right now. It's ridiculous, all because I'm just surrounded by it, and I just keep watching it. So I'm so excited they're going to have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I think I've been waiting for that longer, because I didn't, I didn't really want Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I didn't really care for that one. But now I just feel like, yeah, they're just feeding off. Maybe it's like, I guess it's a new pop culture thing. Like, enjoy the Vikings, maybe. I don't know. Is it is it big in your world? Or is it just, I feel like it might just be me. That's like, it's everywhere. But It's big in my world because I just finished God of War. But that's, that too. That's it. That too. What about you? I'm around you all the time. So <laughs> I, I don't have it. Like, it is big. No, but I, I definitely see it too. Um, You know, with, there's definitely a lot more, you know, Viking shows coming out. Uh, Viking attention. I think uh, just that general genre, because then you also have like The Witcher, which is not... It's definitely Norse-based, yeah. It's the same, you know, mm-hmm. you just came off of Game of Thrones. It's all the same kind of era. Yeah, The same yeah, style yeah. of fantasy. And I'm down for it. I'm excited. And the UFOs? Yeah. Well, quick, you know what, UFOs. Quick, quick canon on these. Quick so canon. They're, quick been, canon. The government has released videos of unidentified flying objects. Yes. And a lot of people are taking that to go... It's extraterrestrial. The government confirms that aliens exist. Yes. So, quick but canon. Yes, no? Aliens do exist from the start. I don't think it has a government to Stop tell us that. Stop touching your stand, Sorry, I have kid. to move my hands. Give me like a squeezy ball or something. <laughs> you need a stress ball, a squeezy? Give me a squeezy ball or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, here's, here's what I think. Because I know the government is trying to hide things from us, and now they're just showing us, being like, okay, yeah, here it is. Here, we're, we we are letting you see this, right? But no, that was released like two years ago, those videos. But now they're show, telling us that those videos are released because now they're like, okay, if we show them, that means we have nothing to hide. That means we're not, we haven't been hiding anything from you guys. But that was from like so long ago. Those yeah. videos, long ass fucking time ago. Yeah, I already know that the government is already making UFOs which isn't even a term for the ship. It's just, un, what is it? Uh, Unidentified flying object. Yeah, that's all it is. But now they learned how to make the same little disc-like stuff that flies in the air. Yeah. So they're flying that around now. So now we can't know if it's real or fake because now it's like, okay, it either could be the government flying it or it could be an alien. But I feel like now they, we learn from their alien tech. That's why we're making this shit. mm so now we can fly it. So now we can't trust anything. I mean, were you able to trust anything before? Well, there is some really good evidence out there, man. Yeah. You know what's funny is Dalton and I watched... What's the alien documentary that you and I watched? Romanek. See, Romanek something. No, it wasn't that one. There was one where there was a guy who used to work in the CIA or something who came out and started like saying that aliens exist. Oh, but, that's a whole other guy. But what's interesting is that he said in 2020 is the year that the aliens are going to be like announce that aliens actually exist and for whatever reason i remember that and so when that happened i was like oh shit like it's actually happening like they're actually going to introduce aliens at some point this year and we have murder hornets flying around now so it might be like what the fuck does that do with aliens you didn't see that article too i did matthew talking about it yeah but what i'm saying is that like maybe like we're not going to be able to solve it and then the aliens are going to come down and they're going to take care of it because the murder hornets are going to be a problem either that or they'll take care of the coronavirus one of the two okay you going 
Um, but yeah, I, all that to say, I remember the, the year specifically. They said 2020. So when this happened, I was like, oh shit, like it's actually real. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But my problem with it is that unidentified flying object doesn't mean extraterrestrial. It's not that I don't believe in aliens. Exactly. I do. Yeah. But now that we've identified that it's a flying object, is it still unidentified? Like, does that change anything? I mean, that's a well-known term that everyone considers that a spaceship, a UFO, yeah. is literally a disc-shaped object flying in the air. That's what it is. I think that's the connotation. Yeah, but that's, that's not the. That's I mean, not that's the, everybody knows it. That's not the denotation. I don't know what that means, but yeah, connotation just means like it's a there's a relationship. Denotation is like not the like the legit word for it. Yeah, like the it's like the actual quote like definition I guess you could say. Yeah, something like that. But the coolest part about that whole thing is that there's somebody near and dear to David's heart what? that actually was a part of got abducted. Of, of no, Matthew thinks he got abducted once. This is a true story, by the way. You did? I think so. So what <laughs> happened was <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> so what happened was I was actually out in the living room and i was laying down it was before yeah it was was here before i got my new bed it was like really really i had a twin bed it was really uncomfortable so i couldn't sleep so i would come and sleep on the couch i slept out here for like three months i don't even know why it was really bad so there's one night i'm up and i like can't fall asleep and all of a sudden i remember waking up and like it was just bright like it was just a bright light and I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, I couldn't see anything. It was super, super bright. And then I, like, felt myself, like, sink into the couch a little bit. And then my butt just, like, started burning. Like, somebody had, like, stuck a needle in it or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, I literally sat there. I was like, ow, ow, ow. What is happening? And I got up. And then there was a bright light outside my house that went away. And I just remember waking up and being like, what the heck? And then my butt was just, like, my butt was just on fire. Like, I, it, get, it hurt very bad. And I was just sitting there, and I, like, remembered falling asleep, but I didn't really feel rested. My body felt like it had just gone through something. And I looked at the time, and it was, like, 10 minutes I had passed. Like, that's it from the time that I had fallen asleep. Hmm. Isn't it usually abductions, like, hours and hours pass? I mean, every but abduction it feels really, It I feels feel. really short. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is my butt hurt, and there's a bright light. Now, so, can I ask, what did you guys have for dinner the night before? I wasn't home. You weren't home. I was home. What would you have for dinner? I have no idea. Maybe you just had to go to the bathroom really bad. No, I didn't. Like it's not like I got up and went to the bathroom. I just sat there. You're and like pain. so crazy thing after this happened. I don't shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's crazy. I remember Christmas time when I was in fifth or sixth grade. We were driving home. It was Christmas Eve. We went to my grandma's, driving back to my house. And I remember looking out the window and just like looking at all the lights going by. You know, like all like the street lights. And all of a sudden, these three lights appear, and it was all separated. And I was like staring at it, and I didn't really know what was going on. And then they all went into a perfect triangle. And I was like, guys, look, mom, look, look. And nobody paid attention to me because they're like, thought I was fucking crazy. <laughs> and I was staring at it, and they got so fucking bright that I had to close my eyes. And the minute I closed my eyes, it was gone when I opened back up. And I was like, where did it go? I was amazed. Ever since then, I believed in UFOs and aliens and shit. Because I thought that was so insane. And I was like, those weren't lights. I wasn't making it up. I was wide awake. We were driving home. It was like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. Yep. And it was like perfect. Because you, you can tell street lights, regular lights. You could tell lights from airplanes and stuff. And it's just, it, I, know, I know what it was. Have you heard the, the new theory about where aliens might be? Under us? No. Above us? No. Or with in, us? In the ocean? No. What type of aliens are you talking about? In our minds. No. Okay, so. It's a dog. It's Maggie. No, uh, possibly. Um, That's still my theory. There's a little girl out there. Oh, God. And 
she wrote a Did song. Did she crawl? Okay. And in the song, she says that she's wondering what is inside someone's butthole. Oh, yeah. That's a funny video. Have you seen that video? No. It's this little girl, and she's like playing this guitar. She's just strumming all the strings oh, open, and it's out of tune. She doesn't really know what yep. she's doing, but she's also like three. And she sings the song, and it's like, I wonder what's inside your butthole. And then, and then she's like, maybe they're astronauts. Maybe they're aliens. I wonder what's inside your butthole. So I find this video. I send it to my mom. I send it to my brother, and I send it to my dad. And I go... Tell me that this is not exactly something that Dalton would have done when he was younger, like an exact song that he would have written, and you guys would have loved it and made him sing it to everybody for whatever reason. Because I have a legendary song that's well-known within the family. Yes, very well-known. Dalton, called, what is the topic of this song? It's about a bologna sandwich. Yep. And there was one day, I was very bored at my house. Nobody was there. It was just me. And I was sitting down, and I was like, you know what? Like, I really want a bologna sandwich. We had no bologna, and we had no bread. So I sang a song. It goes like this. One day I went to Target. I saw a little bologna sandwich. I said, hey, let's go get it. Yeah. So I went. I got that bologna sandwich and I stuck it in my teeth. That mustard wasn't there, but it was a feeling. I loved it so much. I had to eat it all. So... I said, bologna sandwich, please. Is there somewhere we can be alone? I want to kiss it. Oh, yes, I really do. I love this bologna. I love this bologna sandwich. And I said, bologna sandwich, please. Something, something, something. But <laughs> Wow, that's based off of fleshed a, out. That's based off a Taylor Swift song that yes, I made it into is. a bologna oh, sandwich song. love story, isn't it? Oh, my God. 100%. You took the melody. Change the words to be about a bologna sandwich. My grandparents love this song. It became a family tradition. Every time we'd have a party, Mijo, sing the bologna song. Olivia, the bologna song. Every time. Caleb and Aubrey. Caleb knows all the words still. Caleb will sing it with me. He, he knows Aubrey, the words. Aubrey, Jared, everybody. Dalton would stand in the middle of the living room and sing a song about a bologna sandwich. And I'm literally sitting here going, this is our entertainment? And Vicky, I remember Aunt Vicky looked at me and she goes, honey, that's really good. And I was like, thanks, Aunt Vicky. Yeah, you know, it is really good. I love this song. And the worst part is Dalton knows. I hate that song. Not because the attention is away from me, but because... The second he made it up, he sang it like six times in a row, nonstop, really, really loud. Then it got on my nerves. Then he saw that it got on my nerves. So then he kept singing it. So now I go to family parties, and then he's standing there singing the bologna sandwich song, eye contact with me the whole time with that stupid-ass <laughs> smirk. Like, you have to listen to it. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I want this to be over so bad. The worst part is they all join in. They, they all start love, singing with him. They love the song. <laughs> Hey, I made a hit, all right? <laughs> I made a hit, and I stuck by it. And you know what? I still live by it. I'm famous at my house, right? <laughs> and it's worth it. It's a good song, dude. It's a big success story. I feel like a lot of people sing that kind of stuff just like in their day. Can you? Okay, I know. I can do this. Like if you're driving and you got to pee, you'll just like start singing about how much you got to pee or something like yeah, that. Because some people can't but do that, But you just though. forget it. Oh, you never do that? No, I don't do that. See, I can make a song with like a rhythm and stuff, and I'll make... I'll sing about what I'm doing, how I'm going to do it, yeah. all this stuff. You uh-huh. don't do that? Uh, I mean, not often enough to like, I'm sure I have, but not like, it's not you something I like, noticed that oh, I do. I'm doing a podcast with my friends and we're sitting around the computer. Nope. Da, if I ever da, da, do it, it's da, da, usually da, da. like, oh shit, I'm going to piss my pants. 
hurry up. But it's always like there's like a sense of urgency because I really am about to Whenever Matthew himself. really has to pee, he just laughs obnoxiously loud and can't stop. He's got to pee a lot of the time then, doesn't he? I do. I, I laugh a lot. It's a problem. It's but not a problem. A good. good. It's, yeah. It's not a fucking problem. <laughs> All right? Don't ever think you're the problem that you have to pee so bad. Well, we uh, you talked about it earlier, and it's a little unorthodox to get into it this early but um you're talking about how <laughs> the dude the cia dude said 2020 was the year that like aliens were going to get announced yeah and th- this is also another big era for some crazy shit to go down right apparently so Explain. with that we're going to go into what, what are you doing what are we doing what are we doing really you're doing canon yes yeah. okay okay go because i didn't i didn't like introduce it properly i had no idea let's okay, go is it canon, bro? Leave that all in. I want them to know how unorganized this podcast is right now. Yeah, for hey, did sure. I clip this time? Huh? Did I clip? No. Hell yeah. So I'm getting better. You're getting better. You're getting more controlled, and I'm proud of you for it. So, Matt, this is your topic. Why don't you introduce it? All right. So, this week on Is It Canon, Bro? We are going to be covering The Great Awakening. So, what is this? You just came to us with this. Okay. So, there's The Great Awakening that everybody learns about in school which happened like back in the day. And it's essentially when there was a huge religious movement. Um, I forget. I think it was like in the 1700s. Did you learn this in school? Oh, I have no idea what no? he's talking about. I yeah, I remember covering in it in school. class. Um, but this is not that type of Great Awakening. Just like it, the Templars, like Christians, like killing everybody else who's not Christian. Kind of. Okay. Yes. So it's um, this Great Awakening is more about like a spiritual awakening that's okay. supposed to be happening. And there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of like quote-unquote like prophecies if you will that have said like this year is going to be the year that there are going to be like there's going to be a spiritual awakening yeah yeah and, and, so, and do you mean that in the way of like a new a new religion is going to come around or like some like there's a religion that's going to like pretty much die off and something's going to pick up not necessarily that there's going to be a new religion but just that people are going to be questioning everything a lot more so they're going to be questioning their religion they're going to be questioning if there is an afterlife and what does that look like and why do you think that is i think a lot of it has to do with like we're all stuck inside right now right Uh there's there's a lot of time to think there's a lot of time to think but also to the premise of this whenever you go online you find a lot of these like you know like spiritual gurus and stuff like that they talk about how all of us are these higher beings and we all are having a human experience and there's a psychologist that does hypnosis therapy and she talks to individuals while they're under whatever but she talks to them she talks to the higher being within them and through her study she has like nine different books or something like that there's one consistent thing throughout all of her studies she asked them like why did you come down here to have this human experience why did you pick this time in all of eternity and everybody like in in all of her studies basically said i want to experience the great awakening i've heard it's amazing and i can't wait to like be a part of it and see everybody essentially wake up and so some of these pillars that are going to be happening are a distrust for the government um that's already happening uh that's been building up for a long time so one person that i follow for a while he's very uh soothing to listen to his name is jake Ducey. you can follow him on youtube but uh one of his videos like he talks about the first shocking sign and the start of the whole great awakening is really a distrust for the government like that people get skeptical of the government right and and they don't believe what is is going on right so for instance 
that documentary, Out of the Shadows. It's yeah. about how the government controls everything. Mm-hmm. And yesterday on uh, it was trending on Twitter. It was like called Expose CBS, where basically CBS went to these uh, COVID-19 stations where they were doing the testing. And they would get there and there would be not a lot of people being tested. So they would make the people of the hospital, they would go bring people outside into the camp so they can make it look like the hospital is overflowed with people that are sick and they don't have enough tests, right? So they're like, it's like fear mongering. And so that's like the first sign of the great awakening, which has happened, which I think is happening now. And it's basically like supposed to be this like enlightening moment for all of our spirits and all this stuff. So it's pretty fascinating, especially in the day and age that we live in. I do think we live in a time where everybody questions a lot of things. I find myself questioning a lot of things and we've had this conversation quite often, but I feel... I don't, I know what you mean and I don't know what you mean. I know what you mean as like people are going to start waking up and actually seeing the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true with a lot of things, but I don't know if it's going to be a life changing experience. I don't know if it's going to be like, oh shit, like look at all this stuff we're seeing now. Now we're seeing the truth because whenever there's a truth, there's always a lie in the truth. Whether it comes from a person, comes from the government, comes from anything. I feel like whenever you get the truth, something's given and something's taken. So you're given the truth, but also something's taken from you, which is equivalent exchange. Yeah. Learned that from uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Okay. Uh, See, and that's, that's different than the way you explained it to me. You said that it was supposed to be like the next revolutionary period of time, not necessarily in like a waking up, but it was like this is like when people discovered fire this is when people discovered electricity this is like the start of the renaissance like this is going to be the the that was this moment yeah but it's not going to be in the way that we've experienced before so it's not going to be technologically it's not it's going to be very internally but i feel like already this year has already been so different compared to anything in our life this year alone has been the weirdest most insane year i feel like a lot of people have had due to like the coronavirus everyone's staying home People are walking around. I saw like 10 people bike past my house. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And it's like everyone's, I feel like, calming down from technology in a way. Yeah. And actually seeing things. Yeah. And it, another thing, too, that the sign of this great, you know, spiritual awakening. awakening is like a sense of community. And granted, there's a shit ton of bad things going on in the world right now. And there's people that are, you know, absolutely individualistic and very selfish. But I feel like I've seen more and more where there is like a sense of community of like running to the store, like, you know, checking on your neighbors, making sure they don't need anything. You know, I know I've done that for, for our neighbors over here once or twice and they have family that comes, but it's more of like a gesture than anything. But it's this idea of like, it's less about me and more about us. And I feel like I've seen that. And so I'm just kind of curious to see how this progresses and, and if this great spiritual awakening, like it's supposed to be very, very internal for everybody where there's going to be a lot of things that are just going to become that once was theory is now going to become fact. And that's that I can't, I can't speak to it much more than that. That's my you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. understanding of it. So you think it's, it's canon that something is going to happen. I, I'm going to, I think it's canon that the spiritual awakening is happening. I think it's definitely there's signs. The signs are there. But I wouldn't agree that it's canon because I feel like if if everything ended today, if we found a cure today, if we were if we opened up by next week, all the shit would start coming back. I feel like everything would be forgotten. You, I feel like this needs to last through the year. You if, think so? I think if this awakening has to happen, there has to be legit time 
Because, I mean, yes, there's some people that will pick this up and they'll start realizing things and actually seeing the truth in life. Mm. And there's other people that are just like not going to see it. They need more time to, you know, get away from the technology, yeah. see the world as it is and start researching things that are like considered the truth instead of it being, you know, covered with lies on media and whatnot. You know, do you think it was something do you think this great awakening is something that's destined that was destined for this time period? The only reason I say yes is because that's hypnopsychologist or, or and whatever, that's that's the other half. Whatever her title it, was was, you know, that's the that was the consistent thing throughout everything was like I chose this time period because so this you, is the Great Awakening. You think that's that part is canon that spirits or the reincarnation or whatever it is that's beyond this realm is a thing. Yes, that is choosing to yeah. come here for this time. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, I do. I do feel like there's a possibility for it to be canon because this time is so different. It everything's so different this year. So, but you think there is an a spirit or a, yeah. a different kind of thing that is choosing to inhabit our you mm-hmm. know either our it, lives or our there's vessels. A, there's a new lifestyle. There's a, there's a big change in the world coming. Not just this. This is gonna push. This is like the startup, right? So the, the awakening is going to bring a push. And this is the push that everybody needs to either think differently, see differently. Um, work is going to change. You know, so much stuff is going to change. So I think I, I, it makes sense that it would be a great awakening. I just don't know what yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's canon. I'm hoping there's that moment where you're like, there it is. Yeah. There it is. But I don't know if we're ever going to get that moment. I don't I don't think you'll get the moment. I feel like I, it's going to come and you're going you're to notice like, it later on. It's like on. one of those things where... You won't know it till you look back and see. Yeah. Where, where you, you won't it know it until that day you sit. You're sitting somewhere, and you're at. You know whether it's an event or you're doing something, and it just hits, and you're like, "Whoa!" And then you see all the all the things that had to fall perfectly in place in order for it to happen, and you're like, "Whoa! It happened! Like this is it!" Yeah. You know. And but yeah. when you have that realization, I think it's gonna be super super cool. I think it'll be like something that you know is just uh, you'll feel for some reason you'll be able to like take a deep breath and like relax. But I mean, this can't, like I said, this wouldn't be the only time that like some kind of big revolution, like, like I said, the Renaissance, you know, and like there were people that probably had a knowledge of that. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. People probably knew of something like that. Like, uh, this guy, Oh, well, everyone knows Leonardo da Vinci. Who? So, this guy, this guy, you know, this, this guy, guy da Vinci, big, big Leo, as they call him, big Leo. Leonardo da Vinci. So you, you've been studying the Weird Awakening, and I've been looking into these. <laughs> Why did you give it air quotes? <laughs> you just said it was canon. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, but like I've been researching and watching how old philosophers used to live. So this guy on YouTube basically does one of these guys' lifestyles in a week. Live like this guy for a week and see what it does for you. Oh, he takes on their lifestyle. Yeah, because Leonardo da Vinci only slept, I think, 20 minutes every four hours so he had more time to work because think that, about it doesn't that take a long time to like and i know that you can do that yes by, it takes a long you know, time some to adjust just to. can get immediately into mm-hmm. rem sleep like that yeah but doesn't that take training and stuff like i yeah, get yeah. so it would be hard for so him this to guy, jump into that this guy was struggling with it yeah like, he's like he's like it's been known because there's a lot of people that still live like this yeah. they sleep every four hours for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and the rest of the time they work and they're good they can because you only need to be well i don't know rem cycles are supposed to be every 90 minutes yeah but sure and it's weird to think about but this guy basically tried to sleep every four hours for 20 minutes for a week and that was the only thing he took from da vinci's lifestyle well he didn't start like inventing it was basically supposed to be so he had more time to 
be creative, more time to do his work because there wasn't enough time in his life to get his stuff done. That guy was amazing, by the way. And so I think... Yeah, do you know Do you know how quickly, you know how long REM cycles are? I think it's 90 minutes. It is 90 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know how that would work if he was just like never having REM sleep, but homeboy, I guess, went to sleep for 20 minutes, woke up and worked and did all the stuff for hours, but it's a, it's, a, it's a cycle. You do that, you don't sleep for more than 20 minutes at all. So it's supposed to, you know, the normal eight hours of sleep, basically your lifetime, the, the amount of time you sleep is 10 years in your lifetime usually. Yeah. So take that away you get multiple years back in your life. Yeah. And that's multiple stuff, multiple times to, you know, live and experience things and work and become legendary. And obviously Leonardo da Vinci was legendary. Yeah. So that's the way he would live. So I was wondering like how that would work. And like this in this, today's day and age. Yeah. And right? he did that during, well, that was during the There's Renaissance, do, right? They do that. They said you have to do it for at least three months before your body actually gets adjusted to that. Yeah, and once they, you get adjusted, you can knock out in 20 minutes Wake up in 20 minutes, and you're off. Uncle Alex has been doing that for years. Uncle Alex. <laughs> that guy can sleep my, my, anywhere, my, anytime. literally can fall asleep anywhere. It was just like, you'll be sitting there, and you'll be talking to him mid-conversation, and he'll just like fall asleep. And uh, I think that's called narcolepsy. I, honestly, I just thought about that like last week. I was like, maybe he has narcolepsy. I don't think so. No? I think because he, when we have a conversation, he's good. But when he's tired, you can tell he's tired. So he goes off and goes sits on a chair and goes he's to just sleep a quick, a bit. He's quick to fall asleep. Yeah. But also, too, he, he has a weird like sleep schedule yeah and so but him and Vicky, they're both randomly up at like two and Vicky's up late at night yeah. wakes up early in the not morning. for like work or anything i don't know what Vicky does i don't know what Vicky does i just remember i'd always wake up to one of them walking into the kitchen and then i would just go back to sleep and you know yeah it was um, always a weird schedule but i th- i mean i think now is the the time to do it you try out new things yeah because yeah. i think that that lifestyle is definitely more realistic for like an artist right Mm -hmm. someone that doesn't have to clock in for eight hours and then clock out so i mean i don't know i definitely want to try it to be honest i because the thing is is you take a 20 minute nap and you just feel refreshed yeah like at least for me i'll take a 20 minute nap and i'm good for a while yeah you know i get my energy back i'm ready to go i want to try it just to be like how much can i really get done because i know those first few months you're going to be so tired. You're going to force yourself to stay up for four hours. You're going to get delirious. All this shit. You're not going to be yourself. You, you said three I mean? months? Three months it takes? Three months yeah, it takes right? time. Ten yeah. weeks? It takes yeah. ten weeks for a habit to become a habit, mm-hmm. to develop a habit. Yeah. Like that, yeah. But I like little hacks like that, if you want to call it that, right? Like taking cold showers and, yeah. and stuff like that. Do you know any other philosophers that like you watch and try to... No. However, okay. <laughs> yes and no, right? Like, like not not, no. not philosophers in like you know like Nietzsche or, or any of like the quote unquote traditional philosophers. What did you say? Uh, You've never you don't know Nietzsche? No, who's Nietzsche? He's a German philosopher. I think German. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's the one that he's the one that uh, believes nothing matters. Yeah. That's how I remember because it's Nietzsche with an N, and then I was on my philosophy test one time, and that's the only way I remembered it. Nietzsche N nothing nothing matters. Like a, like a, a niche. No, that means like that's how people down. some people say it that way. Niche. Okay. Anyway, it's I like have been up podcast. <laughs> since like 1 a.m. 1 a.m. But really, I started to do like actual work and stuff and study at four. The days are so long when you actually wake up. But, you know, you see you see this. You see this. <laughs> well, you're actually alive. And you're not sleeping. But what, all that's just like when people 
Like, but, that, okay. that reminds me of earlier when we were trying to like last week when we were trying to say things that sound deep but are yeah. really normal the day is longer when you wake up earlier <laughs> yeah like so it's it's obviously true yes, but but like i know there's a lot of like fitness people that like or even like successful businessmen who like bang on the table they're like you need to get up early everybody's yeah. sleeping you need to get up you need to do this you need mm-hmm. to do that and like that's like also a lifestyle right now live by that man and so, yeah, like you do, you get up, you get up early every day. And I used to, I used to be someone that was up at five just because yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. just how it was. Um, but being able to wake up and, you know, study things that I haven't really had time to throughout, you know, my day. Cause I still have work and all these other things that happen. Uh, so being able to get up early and do that, it, it feels pretty good. Like I'm pretty happy about it. You know? I feel like there's a, there's just some kind of mental thing. Cause yeah, when you wake up earlier, Waking up earlier and getting stuff done compared to staying up late to get stuff done, there's something that just feels so much more productive about being mm-hmm. up at five and yeah. like getting a bunch of stuff done by seven, seven thirty, yeah, compared to staying up till midnight or one in the morning. Like it feels like then you got it done, yeah, compared to in the morning of like I finished it early. I don't know. Yeah. I mean if, I feel like if I fall asleep like my normal schedule, I'll fall asleep around eleven. And I wake up at five and that's good. That's, that's enough sleep for me to work off of. But I've trained myself like you don't need much sleep. Just get there, get here to there. You're going to go, go do your shit. Yeah. But that's easy. Like, is that your schedule's changed since you've been in quarantine though? You, you used to wake up. Everyone's no. has. Yeah. I feel like everyone's, but mine's stayed. I try to keep it the same a little bit. I, I think it's too. It's just because people are just staying up later. Cause there's no, there's not much of a reason to wake up early anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so that it lets that become a habit. That's what happened to me. Like I like it's hard for me to wake up at six thirty anymore, but that's just because I'm not going to bed till one o'clock compared mm-hmm. to when I was going to bed, you know, ten thirty, eleven. Yeah. yeah. So I I've I've made it a point to try and get up early. Like I try to get up at six thirty. I think it's more making it a point to go to bed early. Yeah, but there's something about like for instance, this morning I was working outside in our, in, our, in the backyard, and something about like the sunrise and and the birds started chirping and it was very like therapeutic and like kind of like meditative in, in a way yeah. there's like a stillness in the morning that i i think you don't get at night and I, I think there's something very therapeutic about that and it was really really nice and i was like you know what like this is really cool i, I want to do more of this so i'm gonna like try and like continue to do it granted like i'm exhausted uh but yeah so like that's really the only thing that i've taken from a philosopher or some like uh, somebody whose life i would like to emulate in some way is you know trying to get up early to get that stuff done it's just nicer to have more time in the day do you think that's something to do with like a human connection to nature like that feeling of therapeutic and the feeling of or is it is it something that's just been we're taught to connect the sun rising with you know with hope that's just like Something that's been prevalent in yeah. culture. I, I, th- I think there's a connection to human nature. I, I think there's a connection to, to mother nature for sure. Do you I, have like a dream setting as to where, because I know for me, like I have a setting where I would like to work out, where I would feel like I would be most productive and most creative is like a different place than where, you know, you would be most creative or you would be most creative. Like what's, what's like your setting? Do you have an area that you think like, oh, it'd be nice to work in this type of setting. I feel like I could really thrive. No, I, I don't. I've never really thought about that. Okay. I've always just. It's just wherever. Wherever. Like I. I there's not an environment you feel most productive in. There's definitely be a bathroom close by and a coffee pot. The no. bathroom for the coffee pot. Yeah. Coffee pot in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, the 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 coffee pot's the reason I need the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a squatty potty in the bathroom. That's hey. Ideal. There you go. Um. No, I do like the office setting. I 
really do enjoy it. I would like to have like a, a nice view. So whether that's like a home office or my office, mm-hmm. you know, at the actual building, something with a nice view. I do like nature though. So it's like, you know, if I could do it outside, it'd be great. However, I do have um, really bad sinuses. No. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that sucks. But what about you? Mine has always been like, I love, you know, the view. I love seeing things, you know, being able to look out and think about things and also have like something nice to look at. But I've never wanted to be, you know, in the suburbs or in the city. It's always like if I could like have like a a forest area around me, it'd be nice to live in a tiny home somewhere next to the forest where I can like have my desk, all that stuff set up in a big ass window so I can see outside and like just look at the forest instead of looking at a fucking building. Mine's being away from everything. If I'm away from everything, it gives me more time to be my like think independently. But I think this goes into being extroverted or introverted because I like would love to work in the city because like I just think like the hustle and bustle of everything it gives me energy. Mm-hmm. Like it it makes me feel like anything is possible. Like yeah. for instance, I, I was just telling Monique this the other day. It finally hit me that I'm not going back to college. Like I finally had that, like it, it settled, right? And there was a part of me that was kind of sad because all the being around all the students and stuff. Because there is a type of energy that you know you just, at least for me there was that energy that made me feel like anything is possible. You know, like like right now I could be around people that are making the 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 Google VR. You know what I mean? Like like the next step. Like there's that possibility and that buzz that just gets me going and like it, it it's like intoxicating almost you know mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to tell myself that that's not a locational it's not determined upon that location mm-hmm. that can be anywhere you know like uh, you can do that like in your room through online communities like you can do that within yourself like that the location has nothing to do with the possibilities of what can come but i just think that that's the first time that i ever felt that way like i used like when i would go visit you at loyola i would love when you would go do stuff i would love to go and just walking around and and you know going and sitting down in 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 your lobby or going down to the kitchen and people are always just moving around and like that it just gives me life like i feel good around it you know um i think it's the power of atmosphere yeah yeah that's why i wasn't when you joked and you were like guess what i'm going back to get my master's i was like yeah And then you were like, hell no, I would never do that ever in a thousand (laughs) years. It wasn't a surprise to me just because you love to learn so much. Yeah. And I know, I, I, you know, there's a difference between wanting to learn because you need to, because you need to do something versus wanting to learn for the sake of learning. Yeah. And that's why you would never go back to school is because it's not entirely in your control, Mm -hmm. but you still want to continue learning. Yeah. No, it's definitely, I, I like that. But atmosphere is like everything. That's why it's like. You know, even in the sense of like, is it canon? Like if you're around people that every where everyone believes there's literally an energy in the air mm-hmm. that makes you feel more inclined to believe everyone else. And that's, you know, the problem with cults and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cults are crazy. How about you, Dave? You got a, you got a, you got a, a, a place, a scene, ideal. I can't say that I do. I don't know. I haven't thought enough about it either. I just, I'm too flighty for any one like place you're just adaptive you know adaptive you feel like you and, adapt well to like different locations but really also, matter yeah. where. that could be an ideal environment some like something that's constantly changing probably you yeah know? like you you like that change you like to have different places that you go because i'm i'm not i'm somebody that's definitely at school i had a my favorite computer in the library that i went to as every time it was open i was there spot at starbucks there was a panera bread that i went and studied at constantly there was a 
local coffee shop that I went to. I'm very much like once I find something I like, I just always go there. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't like go. I don't feel comfortable going and and doing uh, working in other locations. Like I can't get in the flow, I guess. Yeah. Um, I do agree with like like you said, library like that was 100 percent one. I like being around productive people because it's like they're doing it. So just the energy in the air will make me do it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I think because like, I just get too excited about doing all these different things and like trying all these different things that I can never focus on one, focus on one. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and I, I think that, I think that's good. I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. But so for instance, one thing that, um, I obviously haven't gone in a long time, but I'm going through that like uh, leadership training that my company's putting me through. Yeah. One of the things that they've taught is like once you have these strength finders, right? They're saying don't worry about your weaknesses, but double down on your strengths, yeah. which naturally goes against my core beliefs because like CrossFit, you're constantly working on your weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a little different. But I decided, you know what, I'm going through this course. So the only way I'm going to get the most out of it is if everything that he says for the next until this course is over, I'm going to do and we're going to see if it works. So I'm, like, All right, I'm doubling down on my strengths. I'm going to cover my weaknesses by using the people around me that are strong in those areas and leaning on them to, to help me there. Right. So, for instance, one of my things is I used to think that me multitasking was bad, but it, it, that's just how I work. Like I get so much more done when I bounce between a couple of different things rather than sitting down on one thing and focusing until it's done. Because I, I, ideally, that sounds perfect. I just focus on one thing. I get it done. That's it. But at the same time, I sit down to I sit down to, to do that, but then all of a sudden, I'm thinking about the other thing, and it's like I'm not even actually focused. I could probably train that, but or I can accept that that's just how I am and, yeah. and understand this is how I'm going to how I'm going to do it. Right. So, for instance, I since I've been running a lot more, I hate running. I don't enjoy it at all. It murders me like it literally kills me worse than any any other type of workout, maybe other than wall balls. Wall balls might be worse. Yeah. Um, but the other day, Dalton was like, I was going to go for a run. My goal was I was going to go for a run, come back, and then I was going to do like a bunch of like research and stuff for for work and then for the podcast. So Dalton wanted to use the computer in my room to play his game. And I had just set up like the video I was going to watch, everything I was going <laughs> to do. And I Dalton saw it. He goes, Matt. And I'm like, Dalton, you can't because like I already set it up. He's like, dude, I'll just like just open your laptop. And I'm like, I can't. And he's all, why? I'm like, because I know myself, right? I'm not, if there's any type of friction for something, I will use it as an excuse to not do it. Mm -hmm. So I have to set up my clothes to go running, lay them out on the floor because there's no reason for me not to. Yeah. When I come back from my run, I need to make whatever else I need to get done for that day. I need to make it so easy for me to access it that I just, there's no excuse for me not to because it's right there. Yeah, everything's already pulled up for you. You know, and so it's like, that's, ideally I should have the discipline to open the laptop, you know, right? It, it's three things. But for whatever reason, like at the time, I'm like, this is the hardest thing I'm ever going to have to do. So it's like understanding that and working around those different types of like things about yourself is important, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like having the TV on while I have a YouTube video playing, while I'm drawing and I have a picture that I'm looking at. Or the outside's going on. So I have to be like, if there's a bunch of things do, going on, I find myself being more productive. I don't know why that is. It's but the white it, noise. It depends. It depends. It could be like that. Or some days I'll just get totally distracted and it'll totally bounce off. And I have to just listen to, you know, Lord of the Rings music and draw for a few hours. Just to keep it that way. Keep it simple. Yeah. 
I, it, it, it can never be one of those two things. It's either that extreme or the next extreme. There's no between. I can't, I can't find the middle ground for it. But that's just how I work. So I just feel, like, feel it out for the day. And if it's going good, it's going good. So I just deal with it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I like busyness sometimes. Yeah, I, white noise helps a lot. Uh, I, when I was taking, um, sorry, when I was taking my first like calculus class, I remember I would have to go to Starbucks to study because the busyness and everybody walking around, they had really, really good like like low music on and stuff. It helped me concentrate for whatever reason, you know, rather than just like dead silence. I don't like dead silence. Me neither. Um, yeah, I can't. Does it put you in like a mood? Like, I, like there's like, if I listen to theme music, like if I listen to Lord of the Rings music, it makes me like think more about fantasy, think more about that stuff. I listen to like, oh yeah, you know, heavy metal and rock and roll. I want to draw like just guns, country, all that yeah. shit, you know, and like. Uh, not really if it's really slow or like a minor like based song like just, just kind of sad like i can feel myself getting sad but if i i listen to uh like a lot of like lo-fi hip-hop and and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just it's fun it's poppy like it keeps me pepped up because like insurance isn't the most exciting thing in the world so it's just kind of like you know it helps me keep that engagement um and so yeah but i can't like if there's words or something i can't do it but i cannot fall asleep with music on it's a it's it's even a if half it's, and half thing. even if it's instrumentals because i lay it, it'll in bed, keep your brain active i lay in bed and i try and figure out the mel- like i it becomes a game to me yeah like i can figure out what they're gonna play next because a it's probably been repeated a thousand times one two because like i am just like i can sit there and be, okay i would do this here what are they gonna do oh why then it just becomes like i can't do it yeah, it becomes this whole game of like, why do they do that? And I start trying to figure it out. I don't do it out of fear because I don't. Cause I have a have an alarm at four fifty and five a.m. and I have a fear that if I'm playing music and it lasts, it won't it won't allow my alarm to play, even though I know that my alarm <laughs> will will play. It, um, it's a it's like a constant fear where my alarm is is not going to go off because I have this music playing. Because music helps me think helps me imagine things. yeah and so i can fall asleep imagining things that's like the best way for me to sleep but then i fall asleep like that and then i feel like my alarm will wake me up yeah so i'll just stay asleep forever and for some reason i'm like no you need to wake up at 5 a.m mm-hmm. you can't go to you can't let yeah. yourself go You're over that o'clock. you know so i can't i have the fear i can't do it mm. that's the only reason why i don't sleep with music and i know it's stupid i know that that's not how that works but i just don't it doesn't register Whatever. It's the way I do things. Fuck it. So let's end with the corner, the sexpert's corner. Okay. All right. You've come to the right place for all your sex questions. All those deep, burning desires that you just needed the answers to. You've come to the right place. We've got our sexpert. Asking your questions. He's got answers. Don't. <laughs> so this one is my wife is furious because I'm trying to save my brother's life. Let's get it. What so, are the deets? Oh boy. And so this guy <laughs> this guy basically so what happened was when he was younger and I can't find it cuz it got deleted but he when he was younger good thing he has a photographic memory. <laughs> he should remember all of this. <laughs> when he was younger he thought his brother died. Okay. And so he, you know, he lived his life. He went on, he got married, he did all this stuff. And when him and his young brother were younger, they, they had like a tough life and they were dealing with like the underside of things. And so after he got married and kind of moved on from that life, his brother ended up coming back 
he found out that his brother was still alive. And so, you know, he's, he's grateful and all that, but his brother is alive and still in some trouble with basically like the cartels. And so he, his brother comes to him and has said, you know, I need, I need to find this much money to pay off these cartels or else they're going to kill me. And so that's the first thing that he founds out, finds out when his brother's alive. Oh shit. And so he's like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it. And so he doesn't tell his wife. He just kind of like makes up something oh, and, and yeah. goes off. There's yeah. your first. Yeah. That's the problem. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so he's trying to help his brother, like basically do this job. And sounds like a movie. The like whole time, the whole time he's lying to his wife and, yeah. and, and, and so she's just found out. Nice. And is basically like ready to leave him because she was like one worried about what's going to happen to him, worried too mad. Cause he's lying to her and stuff like that. And then yeah. basically saying that when that happens, the priority should be to her. And he's like, well, it's, this is my brother. Yeah. This is my, my brother who I thought was dead and I'm going to help my brother no matter what. Okay. So Matthew, mm. you had some faces during that time. Yes. What, what do you, what would, okay. So we understand their situation. Okay. So say you're, you and your, you and your wife, not Monique, just, a, just a wife. Okay. Don't, don't, don't put names in this. Okay. All right. You and your wife hanging out. I come running through the door all bloody and I go, bro, we need to talk. And so we go into the shower cause I need a shower. Okay. And I talk to you while I'm in the shower. Do I, do I give you a Coke zero? You give me, you definitely give me Coke zero. Okay. You definitely right. give me like a honey bun. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, name brand, I, of course, <laughs> of course, name brand. We don't fuck with the shitty honey buns. Okay. You All give right. me the good shit from Sam's club. Okay. All right. Give me the honey bun. Sam's club. I'm talking to you. Right. And you tell me all this stuff. Would you tell your wife what was happening or would you give her a situation that's similar but not exactly the truth. Yeah, he he didn't tell the wife. He just went off because he knew that she was gonna like okay. say no. Yeah, so I would no, do, you can't I go would off never and, be like, hey, cartels chasing me. We yeah, because I think it would be one of those. It would be something like I understand her frustration because like she's now in danger. Yeah, yeah, her yeah. life right? is in danger. How, sure. how long did they go without? Like, when did he think his brother died? It's been like over ten years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and how how long did they like, grow up together? Well, so just two very different lifestyles lived. Yeah, he, much. he's he's like thirty five at this point. Okay, okay, so okay. so they like they grew up into yeah. their twenties, okay. and then so it's like probably about know, the same age that you and I are now. And they were in they were in that you know they had been in that life. Yeah, uh, I if it was a situation where my wife was going to be in danger because she knew something. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want yeah. that. Right. So I would, I would, I, I mean, would, we don't know how the cartel works. Let's yeah. put that out there. Yeah, we have, I, no, I have fucking idea. no idea. I don't ever ask you questions about it. I don't know. But um, I would just, you know, there's no way I don't help my brother. That's yeah. just, just like, that's, that was from the get. Like no questions just, asked. Something's going to yeah, get done. You know, sure. we'll, we'll take care of what needs to get taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question becomes, you know, where, when he says he needs to get the money, does he need to do a job? And does that involve murdering somebody to get the money to pay the cartel? Or is it like, I need to pull money out of my savings for you. And it's like, I'm guessing an ungodly amount of, yeah. amount of money that he saved up his whole life. No, so it's it was, more like there was, it, 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 it was like, there was like a job that, that had, that they, that they had done when they were younger that had never been finished. That was like a shit ton of money. 
Oh, okay. And so when, like, while he was missing, when he when he came back, he was like, "I need to get that money because they know that that money exists. Oh. And if I don't get that, I'm dead." Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would I would do it. I yeah, ju- no, I would no just... questions asked. At end of the day, do it. Yeah. But considering with like we can completely understand why the wife is mad. Um, I would just like I would I would literally say, "Look, I know you're not going to understand this." You know my past. I got to go back and take yeah. care of something. Yeah. Um, and either, if I don't, my brother dies. I'm sorry, but I'm going. So you walk out the door and you say, and you you buck. would just accept the consequences. What else can he do? Yeah, there's too much danger in it to be honest. As but the only way I wouldn't is if like I my wife and my kids were like in danger if if I go and do it right. Uh huh. But I feel like you know I I would do it. Like there's no way I don't. Yeah. But if my family is in danger. I would definitely take way more precautions to make sure that they're taken care of before yeah. I go do it. You wouldn't want them involved at all. And if they knew something, they're involved, so they can't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to give you some info now. Okay. So I'm talking about Uncharted. Oh, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> Rachel and I were watching, after we watched the movie, I was telling her where I was. And like at, at the point I was, I was at, Elena had just walked out. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, of course she's angry because the priority should be to your wife. And I was like, I, but you don't like, you don't, it's his brother and his brother thought he was dead. And like, there's no way he's not going to help his mm-hmm. brother. Yeah. And she was mm-hmm. like, no, she shouldn't. <laughs> no, she shouldn't. He shouldn't because Elena should be the most, imp- like the wife should be the most important thing. And I was like, I can guarantee you, if you were to ask Matt and Dalton this, there's no way they don't help each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she was like, no, like there's not a way. And so I was like, all right, I'll make a corner. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. I'll try. And she's like, but you can't bias it. And I was like, I'll have to bias it to the, to the dude's thing to make it look like a thing, but yeah. I won't. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, now that, now that I said, it sounds like a movie. I definitely seen it before because yeah. I played the game. So <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. But no, I think that's very true where you just, you got it. There's no questions asked. You because at, at the end of like also too, and if I, the shoe was on the other foot, I wouldn't, stop my wife from going to help her significant other or and not I, her significant other. Hopefully she doesn't have a significant other. Go <laughs> help her, her third her, husband. <laughs> You're good. Uh, help her sibling. And the you thing, know? and the thing I had to, I, I the, like, I think I couldn't comprehend, like understand, but I know that it might be harder for both of us. At least she doesn't have that bond with her sisters. So that's why I had to like bring up you two. One for all. All right. So and Detroit smash. You wouldn't understand, David. Sick Parva Magna. Sick Parva Magna. But yeah, that that was just yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I one. like that one. That, that was, was interesting. That was I was, I was and I was like afraid because it's so specific to that game and like the yeah. story. I was trying to find a way. Luckily, I haven't played that game in a minute, so uh-huh. it wasn't as fresh in my brain. Yeah, I, I just love the artwork for that game. God, it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. fucking good. So good. And when we first got that, it was like right when the PlayStation Four came out, so you got to see like the graphics, like like pin- from three to Perfect. four. Yeah. The whole time I was like in shock. It was yeah, so, beautiful. so beautiful. Every year graphics get better and better. And then you look back at it, and you're like, how did I, why did I think this was good graphics? Yeah. We've already gotten to this conversation yeah. before, but still crazy shit. All right, everybody who made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We're so thankful here. We, we really, really We're are. We're so thankful here at Drum Podcast. Just, just over enthusiastic over here. So over enthusiastic. Uh, but go ahead and follow us on all of the social media platforms at drum podcast. Uh, go ahead and leave us a five star rating and a review on Apple podcast. And, um, yeah, let us know, comment, you know, talk to us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, maybe not Twitter cause we don't really post on there, but, uh, 
yeah everybody stay inside stay safe and we'll see you guys next week and until then i'm drum and i'm drummer